0: Okay, uh, just a couple comments. Thought it was a great day to be a Ram today. Uh, anytime you can go out and, and handle your business and get a win, uh, that's always an awesome feeling. Uh, I thought our boys played extremely hard. Uh, I thought the defense was excellent today, the first defense. I thought our D-line, we were rolling eight deep in there, uh, constantly harassed the quarterback. I thought we had tight coverage. Uh, and what they do offensively is not easy. You know, with breaking the fast huddle, the unbalanced formations, I thought we handled it extremely well uh, defensively. Obviously, we gave up the score at the end, you know, with some young guys in there, but that, that's okay. Um, you know, offensively, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot sometimes, but I thought we were – we overcame some of them uh, for, for points. You know, bottom line is, like I just told the team, I love the way we're playing. We're playing hard, we're playing with attitude, all right? And, and the great thing about it is we we're not even close to, to where we could be. we got to keep improving as a football team. Uh, we got to cut out some of the self-inflicted wounds. Uh, we got to take care of the ball. Uh, stuff we're constantly working on. Uh, you know, I hope it's not one of those years where just, you know, you can't hold on to the ball and you're not getting any turnovers. But I think that will change because of the way we're practicing. Uh, offensively and defensively uh, so good day for to be ram. questions
1: hey everybody welcome to the bsn rams podcast presented by canyon bakehouse before we jump into the show i want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads bagels english muffins and other baked goods that are made right here in johnstown colorado canyon bakehouse's gluten dairy nut and soy free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit CanyonGlutenFree.com to grab a coupon.
0: On a high screen, Dorian kicked it to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good, with the foul! Throw as the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. JD Page. Boy Stevens lets it go and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five touchdown. Colorado State.
1: And it's sweet, 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 sweet victory. Finally, CSU comes out on the winning end for the first time in almost a calendar year, over 300 days since CSU beat New Mexico in 2018. But the losing streak is finally over, done at six games as the Rams defeated Western Illinois 38-13 at Canvas Stadium on Saturday. Really just a dominant win for CSU overall, as to be expected against an FCS opponent. Much different than last year when uh, Illinois State came into town. Um, Really just a complete game overall from CSU. Outgained Western Illinois in total yards, 585 to 215. Pass yards, CSU 396. Western Illinois only 151. CSU had 189 yards on the ground, only gave up 64. Uh really just a, a solid showing. Colin Hill was brilliant. 25 of 32 for 367 yards. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles either. Um man, just just a pretty dominant showing overall. I do think CSU, they they definitely took their foot off the pedal a little bit in the second half. Ah, uh, you saw the Rams pretty aggressive in the first half. Honestly, had a successful onside kick. Could have didn't end up taking advantage of it because they fumbled shortly after, unfortunately. But overall, I think if you're a CSU fan, you got to be feeling pretty good after today's game. I know there were uh, quite a few penalties, a couple of uh, not so smart penalties, penalties if we're being completely honest, but. 8 of 14 on third down, uh, almost 600 yards of total offense, 15 yards of completion. The defense got seven sacks. Really just the defensive line was so good in this game. Uh, I really enjoyed watching just guys like Toby McBride and Ellison Hubbard work. Those two alone combined for four and a half sacks. Uh, Philip Jambombak also had a sack, so good to see him get, get into the mix but really just, just a solid showing overall. I think a win can do so much for a team's confidence. And although this is a game where the Rams definitely should expect to win, you should always expect to, to beat an FCS team pretty handily. And that's what the Rams did. So I get it. Like some of you guys may be feeling like, yeah, of course we won. It's, it's, it's whatever. But the truth is, you know, it's, it's been a rough year for CSU going back to the, to the 2018 season, and I think just getting a win is, is going to be big for this team's confidence going into the Arkansas and Toledo game. Uh, both of those games are going to be pretty difficult. Arkansas on the road, just a brutal environment to go into one of the bigger just football environments in the country. Uh, I, I don't think that Arkansas team is very good, honestly but it's it's still going to be a tough draw just given the size deficit and just the stakes, you know, they're going to be pissed off trying to embarrass CSU after last year and then you come home to play Toledo, which is a much smaller program but one that can really move the ball well and one a team that's just going to really test this defense. They were the defense today was able to handle Western Illinois relatively easily. They only gave up 3 yards a play. That's that's freaking phenomenal. 10 tackles for loss, 7 sacks. I mean, that's that's everything you could ask for in your defense, but these next 2 weeks you're going to have you're going to see much more prolific offenses and it's really going to test the Rams, but overall really good from the defense, much better than what we saw against CU. Obviously, Western Illinois doesn't have the talent that the Buffs have on offense, but they do play with tempo, they do a lot of motions, so it was good to just see the Rams play discipline, didn't even give up a touchdown until late in the second half when they had some of the younger guys in. So just, they just took care of business, man. That's that's what you're supposed to do at home against a, a lower opponent and, and see you got it done. So solid showing overall. I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but I'm just kind of looking over some of the stats and going off the top of my head. This isn't going to be a super long podcast or anything like that, but I just kind of wanted to talk about What we learned in this game and what we can expect moving forward, Uh, one of the things that really jumped out to me was Marvin Kinsey and the impact he had both on the ground and as a receiver, he had 13 carries for 89 yards, averaged 6.8 yards per carry, really nice showing on the ground, but also had two catches for 91 yards and two touchdowns, so both catches he had on the day, he took to the end zone, the first one, little swing pass to the right, and then was able to break one tackle after about 15 yards, ended up taking it 77 yards to the house. On that play, I actually turned to Tara. She was sitting next to me in the game. And, you know, the minute he caught it, I was like, ooh, he might take that to the house. Obviously, I had to make a guy miss, but he was able to do so and just showed off his speed from there. When Marvin's in the open field, he's really impressive. And then his second one, even better broken tackle, honestly, hit the guy with the juke stick left him in the dust. I asked him after the game, you know, what's going through your mind when you just leave a guy in the dust like that? And he's like, score. And that's what he did. He was able to score for the second time. I wrote going into the game that if the offense got rolling early, I expected Marvin Kinsey to be a big part of it. He didn't actually factor in the ground game quite as much as I thought he would, uh, but more than made up for it in the passing game. And and just a really great showing from him overall. 160 total yards of offense. I think if if they can get him rolling the way they had these first two weeks, this offense is going to be really lethal. Just the speed that CSU has on the field with him and Dante Wright, it's, it's really hard to defend. And we saw Dante Wright have another spectacular game. He only had one carry, but he took it 33 yards to the end zone. Coincidentally, it was like, One minute after I tweeted that every time Dante Wright touches the ball, I just assume he's going to take it to the house because that's how it's felt these last two weeks. And Just another great game today. Seven catches for 111 yards, one touchdown. That first touchdown being a 75-yarder, really just kind of ran a seam up the middle and Hill was able to hit him in stride almost under through it but kind of dropped it in where it needed to be and Wright did the rest, just outran the defense. and man, is, is that kid going to be special or what? Like, We're only in week two, and I feel like, I think it was Kevin Lytle tweeted earlier, he's like, I'm running out of ways to say how good Dante Wright is and how fast he is, and it's only the third quarter of his second collegiate game. I'm just so excited to see what CSU can do with him moving forward. He's so versatile. We're seeing them get him the football in a variety of ways. You don't have to just line him up on the outside. You can do sweeps and let him try to use his speed and make a guy miss. You can send him across the middle, send him deep as he showed today. There's just not a whole lot that he can't do. I still think he's trying to get comfortable as a punt returner. Uh, goes a little bit too much east and west, needs to get north and south, but I get it. He's, he has electric athleticism and he's just trying to make plays, so can't really fault him there. If you're, if you're going to be a guy that hangs in there and has to return punts, I think you have to have a little bit of craziness to you, so I'm not going to harp on the guy, especially just given how successful he's already been in these first couple of weeks. Just, man, the youth of this team is, it's really encouraging to see. I know so many fans are frustrated that the Rams haven't progressed as a football program, just given where it was kind of going in 2013, 2014. I get it. Like, I worked for CSU football back then. I get it. I know how exciting of a time that was for the program and. It seemed like CSU was on their way to becoming the next G5 just like dominant team and I, I get that it's been frustrating to see them regress over the last couple of years but I think what you've seen in these last two weeks is that this team is really talented. They they hung with CU for damn near that entire game and they came out this week and they dominated. They did what they were supposed to do against inferior talent. Now we're going to get to see what they're made of against Arkansas and Toledo and I get that Those are going to be much bigger tests than this Western Illinois team was, but based on the effort that I saw both offensively and defensively, I feel pretty confident that CSU is going to have a solid showing at Arkansas, and I think they can come home and secure that win against Toledo before going into conference play. You do that, you're sitting at 500, You're you you're in a great position to compete for a bowl game. And as I've said, you know, all week, all throughout fall camp, getting back to the postseason is what this team needs. You have so much young talent. you got to develop them this year, win as many games as you possibly can. and Going into next year, you are going to be a very dangerous football team. I mean, I just, what more could you ask for? Like, I get that you wanted to beat CU. And no, no I wanted to see CSU beat CU. That would have been... It would have been great, but it didn't happen. That's disappointing. All of your goals are still on the table for this year. And just take the wins and enjoy them. That's all I want to say. I know that this was a game that you should expect to win. You should always expect to beat Western Illinois as handily as you did, but just enjoy it. Like, why, why be bitter? What's the point of, you know coming in with that Sour Grapes attitude right now. I just, I don't get it. I think it's a good time to be a fan. I think it's an exciting time. This team has talent. They have a phenomenal quarterback, and they've done a good job protecting him, and and he's doing a good job of distributing the football to the skill guys. So just a good time to be a CSU Ram fan. We're going to wrap up this podcast here in just a few minutes, uh, but we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are gonna love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a lighthearted Kolsch Ale But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP, and have a good time. Welcome back to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. We are going to wrap the show up here in the, you know, the coming minutes, but I just wanted to finish with kind of how I feel about this team moving forward, uh, what I think they've done well in these first two weeks, what I think they need to do better. And we are going to start with what they do well. Uh, offensively, Colin Hill has been great, really showed great, just great control of football today. The Rams moved efficiently, made good decisions. He progressed through his reads. Hasn't been a guy that's locked on to one receiver and fixated on him, which is, which is always encouraging to see. Uh, the offensive line has been really impressive. I mean, they gave up one sack, I think, in the second half today. Gave up a sack or two against... Again, see you, but for the most part, this offensive line has been so much better than, than me or really anybody I think expected. And it's going to have to continue for this offense to to continue to be this electric. I think if, if the offensive line can continue playing at the level that they're playing, then the sky is the limit because Colin Hill is the best quarterback in the Mountain West. I know there is a ton of love for Jordan Love at Utah State, as there should be. He's a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal quarterback. He's not as good as Colin Hill. Colin Hill, is a he's an NFL quarterback, and I've been saying this for two years. I've been saying it since the first time I got to see him start a football game. I, I believe in this kid, and I believe in what he can do. I think he's finally healthy. I think he's confident, and I think he's hes taking advantage of the speed that he has on the outside. Warren Jackson's been really solid. I still don't think we've seen you know what he is going to to be this year. I think he's kind of just getting started. I, the Rams are going to use him a lot more. I think, especially in the red zone. Um, there've been just like a lot of big play touchdowns in the in these first two weeks. Dante Wright being a big reason why they don't have to get to the red zone because he's scoring from so far out. But I do think we'll see a lot more of Warren Jackson moving forward. I think we'll see more of the tight ends. Pretty good game from Trey McBride. Once again, he did get called for for two penalties, and I know Bobo was annoyed about that. He made a comment about it post-game, but as I've said frequently, these tight ends can really open up the offense because of of what it allows CSU to do with the run game and the play action and just mixing everything it up, keeping everybody off balance. Defensively, coverage was really solid today, but you're gonna face a lot better offenses than you have to face Than Western Illinois, seven sacks, obviously really encouraging. Ten tackles for loss. This defensive line can be—they can be very good. They played eight deep today, according to Bobo. Um, I know at least like five or six guys ended up really making a big impact today. Just with how inexperienced CSU is at linebacker, I think it's really important for the defensive line to continue pressuring the quarterback the way they do because if they can i mean if you sack a quarterback 7 times the likelihood of of you winning is pretty it's pretty good <laughs> so i'd like to see this defensive line continue to pressure the way that they did today uh the coverage i'd like to see continuing i mean it it, it wasn't it wasn't great against CU but it was it was good enough and and today it was it was really solid so Moving forward, you just, you'd just you like to see more out of this defense. You want to see them to tackle consistently. You want to see them continuing to pressure the quarterback. Uh, only one turnover forced in two games. I think that's a little bit concerning. No interceptions at this point. That's definitely something. I know the defensive coaches are going to focus on moving forward, as they should, going to need to be able to make some plays on defense. you got to get turnovers and flip momentum, especially in a closer game. I'd like to see a little bit more in the return game as well. Uh, just from the special teams standpoint, it's been a long time since CSU has had a a, dy- a dynamic return, man. I think Dante Wright can be that guy. But I also think they'd like to find somebody else to work in the mix just because Dante Wright's too important for the offense. You don't want to risk him on special teams. We've seen what he can do. and You don't want to lose that at any point because that kid can freaking fly, man. He is so good. And I love watching him. I love talking about him. It's early. I think I think people may get a little bit tired of how much we're going to talk about him. But if he keeps scoring at the same rate, I don't really think you can blame those two two games, four touchdowns. Pretty good rate. But we will be back with another edition of this podcast Monday. We'll be back all week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some of the local guys on talk shop. Uh, some of the people going to Arkansas, I unfortunately will not be going to the Arkansas game, but I will, I will certainly cover the team leading up to it and and we'll have coverage throughout on the site. So keep up with BSN Rams for it all really great day. Uh, as Mike Bobo said, it's a great day to be a CSU Ram. I appreciate you guys listening. Have a great weekend.